right, this is a uh, special weekend uh, Callahan podcast. Uh, I've been ranting and raving for uh, whatever, better part of nine months about uh, all these small business people, all the roofers and all the gyms and all the construction companies and all the uh, restaurants, especially bars and restaurants who've been destroyed, decimated by, uh, not by COVID, but by the insane overreaction of the local governments, of the state governments to uh, to COVID. And uh, I've talked to many restaurateurs. I've talked about my friends who owned a gym, but uh, we were hoping to get uh, somebody on to tell their to tell their story. And uh, today we're going to talk to Chef Mike Fucci from Chef Mike's Cucina in uh, in Needham. It's in Needham, Massachusetts, and a, a guy who's struggling to hang on. Uh, thousands of restaurants have not been able to hang on. Things are getting tougher. Things are getting tighter. There are new restrictions, new curfews, new rules. As my man Bill Maher, Bill Maher would say, new rules that just make it tougher and tougher and tougher. And I don't, you know, it's not hitting home with me. I don't have a restaurant. I don't have a small business. I feel for these guys. And I can't imagine what it's like to wake up and wonder what the hell, what the hell are they going to do to me today? And uh, today, if you're in Pennsylvania, um, you found out that you have to wear a mask everywhere, everywhere you go, inside, outside, at home, you know, walking your dog, going to, uh, playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Everybody has to wear a mask. Um, and, uh, I don't know how they're going to check on that, but you got to wear a mask when you're home with your family or home alone. <laughs> that ought to be fun to see how they enforce that. And, uh, here in Massachusetts, like many blue states they're now got a curfew got to kick everyone out of the restaurant at 9 30 and uh, lose that revenue and you got to keep them social distant and you got to wear your gloves and you got to wear your mask and it just gets tougher and tougher and tougher to do business uh, but uh, today we talked to uh chef mike fucci from chef mike's cucina about the struggles of a small business in this uh this covid crazy era this is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Uh, joining us now is Chef Mike Fucci from uh, Chef Mike's Cucina, a very creative name uh, of his restaurant. He's uh, had this restaurant for a little over a year, year and a half, and he's uh, been through it all, man, with the state of Massachusetts, with the governor, with the lockdowns. I talk about these uh, these heroes all the time. We're fighting the good fight on the front line, and Mike is one of them. He's at his restaurant right now. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good. How you doing, my friend? I'm I'm good. I I you know I rant and rave every day about these uh, measures, about these ridiculous draconian rules that these states, the, these blue states, especially have. And I feel bad for guys like you, but I don't have real skin in the game like you do. Um, tell me what it's been like. What is it? What have the last nine months been like? I know it's been a struggle, but have you? Uh, are you just barely keeping your head above water through all this? Oh yeah, we're we're barely surviving. We have, uh, I mean, we're down eighty five percent. The eighty five percent. Oh yeah, yeah, we're out of pocket all day long. I mean, I keep I've kept my staff through everything, uh, or as many as I could, uh, keeping people employed. I, you know, the governor should be kissing my butt just for that alone, keeping people off the unemployment line. But you know, God forbid he ever thought of anybody but himself. So. Uh, yeah, it's been hell. It's been hell. There's been, it was great when, you know, the Fed came out with a PPP loan, but then, you know, people like me weren't eligible because we didn't well, have a year's worth of documentation. Oh. 
so you needed to backdate yourself that far, which I understand. That's a that's a reasonable request, but for people who are new, you were only able to apply for the EDIL loan. You know, but that came in late July. I mean, that was we were already six, seven months into this mess, and uh, it just because it, I started in January. I, I am fortunate that I have uh, family that work in pharma. And they were telling me in January, early January, lock your doors, curbside only, it's coming, and you're not going to be able to get out of it. So make sure we do this. And so I did it really early. I was hiring people just to come in and clean all day long and sanitize. I had a kid standing at the door handing people sanitary wipes with gloves on. Uh, early January. Then you get into February, and that's when everything hit the fan. So people stopped coming out. I unfortunately have been in an area where it's mostly industrial for lunch. Uh, you got what, TripAdvisor, uh, Shark Ninja, and they all went away. Probably 5,000 employees left. <laughs> Those 5,000 employees, when you're doing two, 1,500, two grand a day in lunch alone, and that disappears, and you're down to doing 300 a day total between lunch and dinner, it, it gets really hard. How many employees do you have at, uh, at uh, Chef Mike's Cucina? Right now, I've got four. You're kidding. You only have four employees left? Four uh, employees left out of nine. So you see, here's, and, and I understand that some measures are necessary, and you've certainly taken them, and, you know, wiping their hands and keeping them distant and wearing the masks when you're not, uh, when, you, when you can. But the thing that drives me crazy is when they do these press conferences and Baker announces uh, new rules, or whoever, Cuomo or uh, Gritch and Whitmer, they seem to just, have no concern, no empathy for you at all. I mean, they're they're None. concerned with you know people potentially getting the virus or the virus spreading. That's their priority, and I understand. But there's rarely even a mention of the small businesses that are being decimated. And again, I give you credit; you've survived. I live in Boston. I walk around, run around all day, and every day there's another sign up. You know, thanks for uh, you know years of uh, you know come uh, patronage, but we're done. And it just right. one rest. After another, shuttering, sh closing their doors, saying we can't do it. And it's not because of the virus. It's because of the overreaction to the virus. They just say, nope, can't do it. I can't survive. And you are barely hanging on. I guess the question is, what? Um, how much more can you take? Well, not really much more. I mean, the mandates that are being brought down are just not, not logical. They don't make any sense. This is a... And I'm only going to speak to restaurants right now because this is what I do. We have been for decades mandated and we have been for decades the safest industry in the country. We have FDA rules. We have serve safe courses. We have everything that we need that we've been COVID safe for decades, long before COVID even showed up. Uh, so, you know, the only things that they gave us for tools, which was fantastic, by the way, I'm not going to lie, you know, the six feet apart putting up shields, all this stuff, you know, make sure the wait staff wears gloves, everyone wears a mask, put up your, your plexiglass. Those are the only mandates we needed as restaurants. Why? Because we were already mandated. I don't need the governor, and neither does anybody else in small businesses need a babysitter. You give people tools, you let them use them like adults. If you think you can't trust people, that's fine. Then if you're going to tell people that they can't go into restaurants after 930, because guess what? You can't be trusted because you drink too much. Then shut down alcohol across the street altogether. Shut down the liquor stores. Shut them all down because it's not a it's not a problem with us. 
you just you're just picking on us is what they're doing he's given every single restaurant in this state rules and regulations and hasn't given not one uh, not one solution not one he put out a, a grant program which is the most sexist biased thing i've ever seen in my life you go all the way to the bottom of the page and what does it say preference will be given to women-owned businesses minorities and veterans so forget the white guy who's out here with his business okay are you serious what COVID doesn't affect me so you're going to give a grant to, to people like that now the veterans let me touch on the veterans they shouldn't even have to ask they shouldn't even have to ask for money they should get it you don't got a business unless it's for them that's first of all second of all how can you put something out there where you're screeching and pre preaching as, as a politician especially in boston that you're begging for the world to come together and everybody be a complete unity in community and then you go throw out a sexist and racist uh grant program are you shitting me uh, like I, I this guy gets me so pissed i can't even take it Jerry. i'm telling you now he's out of his mind I, I don't blame you, and it's obviously it's uh, in it's it's all over the country. It's a lot of these blue states, these 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 governors, these mayors again, who do not care about people like you, small businessmen. And uh, I mean, you have to hear these press conferences and deal with these new rules every day. Today, we're reading, hearing about Pennsylvania, which is in competition with Massachusetts, New York, Michigan, for being the worst lockdown states there are. Pennsylvania has a new. Uh, decree from on high that you have to wear a mask everywhere at all times they literally are mandating that you have to wear a mask in your home <laughs> and and wow. and it's it's kind of funny they 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 said that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not exempt so they're gonna, they're going to demand that the Steelers play games they I, I think they're they're home, not home this week but next week a factor on uh, on Thanksgiving I believe or oh uh they they're coming up soon at home and they have a mask mandate, so everybody has to, I, I assume they're looking for a waiver. But what is the toughest um, rule or restriction, or, or the craziest rule or restriction that you have to deal with, and what are you expecting to come next? If we're talking about rules and restrictions, it's a 930 cutoff. That's oh, yeah. the biggest for me because we're looking at tens of thousands of dollars that restaurants and bars are already going to lose <clears throat> on top of what we've lost over the over 2020 as it is and he doesn't care he seems to think he's going to blame the restaurants and bars we're not the problems his lieutenant governor came out two weeks prior to him opening up his big mouth and she says restaurants are 0.0001 percent of the issue with COVID. why because we've been smart about what we're doing because we're smart owners we're smart managers we're not dumb okay so that's that's one portion of it each restaurant is begging and bars begging to recover from COVID for the last bunch of months, and then you slap a restriction on. It's going to take us at least, let's say everything stopped today, Jerry. Let's say the, the vaccine was out, COVID was dead today, and everybody could go out safely without a mask and everything else, okay? It's going to take us two years to recover. Two years as businesses we're going to take to recover if we're still around. This man has watched 25 hundred plus small businesses diminish in his state and go out of business gone never to come back without offering one solution i'd like to know how much money's in the lottery account that he couldn't disperse the small businesses to help save them he sat on his rear end and waiting for the fed to do everything for him when we know that's a total 
it's it's a game down there. Nobody cares down there. They only care about right. what type of pork they can slam into a bill to get their friends. Like a Kennedy Center needed twenty five million dollars right. last time. <laughs> Are you serious with me? If, if they needed twenty five million bucks for the Kennedy Center. You better find a damn family that wants to put $25 million in to slap their name on it or let the Kennedys do it. I mean, we're dying out here, and they're screwing around with our chocolate ice cream. And you get the other one in the White House who doesn't know what the hell he's doing either. I mean, <laughs> give me a break here. And it's not, you know, listen to me. I'm an, I'm a, I'm an independent guy. I am. So I'm going to slam both sides at this point. Both sides don't know what they're doing. Both sides don't have a clue, and we're leaving us for dead. Because they've all got enough money to withstand this, and they know it, and they don't care about us. Any politician that gets up and says they care about us, really? Why don't we have a bill? I would say, unfortunately for you, we just elected team lockdown, and they'll be taken over in January. I'd say, I think it's different in in, in red states. If if uh, Chef Mike's Cucina was in you know Fort Lauderdale or Jacksonville, you wouldn't have these restrictions, and. The thing that drives me nuts, and I'm sure it drives New Year's, is when they have some rule or restriction and it doesn't make any sense, like a curfew, like the, the, the virus only comes out at night and you go, wait, wait a second, if you make them close at 930 and I see it in Boston, then and, and I, the other night, uh, it was this unusual, it was two weeks ago, this unusually warm Saturday night, 65 degrees, and all the restaurants with the outdoor seating literally shut down and, and, and literally had to kick everyone out. And then they're yeah. out roaming the streets. But what you do is force bigger crowds. I mean, you force people to eat all at the same time. You can't spread it out because you have to close by, by nine or, you know, stop serving by nine. So therefore it, it, it becomes harder to, to distant or harder to keep people separate. So you have right. things like that that don't make any sense. Uh, that don't really, uh, there's no uh, uh, explanation for me on how they stop the spread of the virus, how they keep people healthy. It has nothing to do with public safety. It's got nothing to do with us. We're not the ones causing the problems here. What you, what you have here is a governor and a, and a well, let's call it a federal government as well, that have, are listening to these health ex- experts uh, that, like even... Baker, he's got a health expert, and that's the only reason why he decided to close it, because they all got scared. Why? Now, if when you talk about restaurants and that seating that you were mentioning over the summer, instead of letting people come out and enjoy their meals and sit down and, and eat, we're putting time limits on people. So now you get 45 minutes rather than an hour and a half. So Because i got to oh, really? turn those tables pretty fast. Oh, yeah. we got to turn those tables. You're going to get your food, and you're going to get the hell out. So guess what? That limits the amount of food plus alcohol sales you're going to have because you've got to get everybody out in 45 minutes for the next round of people. It's pathetic. And as far as as far as I'm concerned, I think that was just Baker's little step to a full shutdown. And I'm going to be clear on this. And I've been clear several times. He locks this state down. I'm going to be in my restaurant with the open sign. He can send the state police here to arrest me for violation. But guess what? I'll be bailed out. And the next day I'll be in here with my goddamn open sign standing right in my kitchen. Come get me again. And then again and again and again. That son of a bitch ain't going to run me out of business. I've had enough of this guy. I'll be here till I'm dead. I see. I, I respect your uh, defiance and your attitude and I, and I wish you luck, but I've uh, talked to others. I, uh, I talked to a uh, salon owner here, hair, hair salon owner one day. And he wanted to say the same thing, do the same thing, but he knew how vengeful a guy like Baker is and how he has the power of the government and it's hard to fight it. They, you, you do that, Mike, 
and you realize that he will do anything and everything can to ruin you if you defy Come him. Get me. He will Come get me. Come get me. I don't sit quiet. I'm, not, I'm have, one of the only restaurant owners out here that I know of who's out here with a mouth like mine who's telling this guy off. There's not one person I know. Not one. And I know restaurant tours for decades. There's not one of them that's stepping up like me doing the news outlets, print media, and then now you and every, I'll go. I'm going to keep going. I, 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 I see. I, you're right, because there are lots of them like you. Lots of them. In fact, almost all of them are like you, and I know some of them. But they are afraid of the repercussions of the revenge from this administration. And, 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 and you've, you've seen it in other states. I mean, they will go out of their way to ruin you yeah. if you defy them. And even if it's something that makes no sense. Like you said, you've taken all these measures. You were doing these things, precautions before anybody. And you have more of an interest in this than they do. Because if there's an outbreak at Chef Mike's Cucina, if there's some customer or employees get the, the virus, you know, you're sunk. So you have more of a motivation than they do to be right. careful, to be safe. But it doesn't matter. It, I don't. I often wonder this. Who is he placating? Who is he playing to, the governor, with these, with these insane uh, lockdown measures? I know he loves when the globe blows him a kiss, and he, he loves people at you know, Harvard and people in the, uh, uh, the healthcare uh, field where he used to be. But he's pissing off a lot of people. Uh, like you, who's got the most working. money? Who's got the most money in this state? Who holds per capita the most money in this state? You're you're 65 to 75 year olds, right in that wheelhouse. They're the ones he's placating because he knows one. I listen. I'm all about safety. I get it. I've been practicing safety forever, and I'll continue to run with the mandates. But those are the people he's placating. He's trying to make people of that age because they know that they're more susceptible to COVID than the rest of us, okay? He's placating them. He doesn't want to piss off the money in this state, and that's fine. You want to do that? Don't piss off the people like me because I'm not going to sit back and take it. It's not going to happen. I don't care. Let them come what? to me. What do I have to lose, Jerry? What do I tell me? Tell me what you, I have to lose. You, I'm, I, I I'm know exactly. thousand in debt right now in this place. <laughs> And if I lost it tomorrow, I go to bankruptcy because that's exactly what's going to end up happening. And let me make this one more point. That is the problem. All these businesses went out. Let's say 2,500 plus because I know the number is at least 2,500 at this point. Oh, yeah. Okay? So I think it's more at this point. Correct. They've all gone out of business. What, were, what are their options now that they went out of business? They got to go to court. They got to do a bankruptcy, which is going to haunt them for the next 10 years on top of it. So not only do you get kicked in the face because because of the mandates, but then you got kicked in the face because now you're stuck with a 10-year solid wrap on you for, for, for deciding to go. You had no choice but to do uh, bankruptcy. So, I mean, they're not offering any solutions. If you went out because of COVID, there should be some sort of, you know, if, if the rich can get low loopholes, so shouldn't we. If we go out, we go out because we can't afford to be here So because of COVID. Now, give us the reasons. Give us help. He ain't helping. He's sitting back up in swamps, got chilling out on the beach. Who's with yeah, I, I, I always think of you and and others. I have good friends who owned a gym. They've declared bankruptcy. Their life savings that they owned a gym for thirty years. Their life savings was wrapped up in it. It's all over. And there's nobody who feels for them. Nobody. Certainly not the governor or the the, the Boston Globe or you know the people in the in the healthcare industry that I, I was referring to. But you mentioned three hundred grand. I, this lockdown, these rules drive me crazy, and I'm not 
and I don't have a big investment in a restaurant or a gym or a small business, I can't imagine how maddening it is, how frustrating it is for someone whose life savings is invested in this. Because as you point out, if this, if he puts you, if he ruins you, and and he might, it's over. I mean, you don't. It's the, there's this perception, like you know, once there's a vaccine, once we're you know, they'll all come back. They'll come bouncing back, like you know, flowers blooming in the spring. All these restaurants today, by the way, or this weekend in the next few days, Fours, you know, legendary sports bar in. Uh, in, in in Boston is auctioning off all their stuff, all the stuff they had on the walls, their seats, their from the garden, their Larry Bird jerseys. That's not coming back. They're selling all their stuff. That's what gyms are doing. They're going bankrupt and they're selling all their equipment. Those companies, those businesses don't come bouncing back when the vaccine uh, is distributed. It just isn't going to happen. It's not. And for the, for the the messed up thing is that. Now they're, they're auctioning off their stuff to hopefully pay down some of their debt, and uh, let's hope it you know does a little bit of dent for them because I'm sure that with the fours is probably a group. It's a group that probably owns the thing, and they they're right. they're struggling too. I mean, they probably have several locations, and they're kind of like you know we're losing. How many did they lose? If there's let's say they have ten places, they probably lost four or five by now. Right, especially where you're near the garden because the garden is your, your bread and butter is all the home games. So you're not you're not making any money. And as far, as far as like people like myself, you know, again, I shouldn't even be here right now. That's the reality. Reality is your first year of business, a first year restaurant has like a maybe a 30% chance of survival. 30% in the first year. In second year, you go to like 50-50. I'm still here during COVID. How the hell am I here? I, so if I lose it, if I lose this place because the governor wants to come at me, congratulations. I don't move that easy. And he, are you he expecting are you expecting a full shutdown? I mean, every day there's there, there, oh, it's yeah. getting the there, incremental incrementally they're getting closer to a full shutdown. We know that new pre, you know, the president elect Biden said he'll shut it all down uh you know, if he gets his chance in 2 months. Are you expecting to hear it one of these days? You're going to wake up and they're going to say, that's it. We're shutting down. This is a spike in cases because lots of college kids and high school kids are getting tested. And you have this spike. These people aren't vulnerable at all. And the governor, like other governors, wants to show everyone that he's in charge, that he's in control. He's going to shut you down, isn't he? Absolutely. I told, I, as, soon as, I got, as soon as we got those mandates for 930, I said it. Here, come, here comes step one to step two. Here comes a shutdown. And he's going to do it for about 30 days. I know he is. He can. Him and Marty Walsh can get on the TV for an hour, which we don't even need them on there for an hour. They could come out and just say two words and shut up the rest of the time. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're both coming and they're ready for a shutdown. They're preparing for it. Of course they are. They don't care. That's the problem. They don't care. What they're trying to do is blame and point the finger at an industry that's got nothing to do with this. Nothing. You want to blame somebody? You want to test the college kids? Go blame the deans of the schools. Go in there and tell them to get their kids straightened out because they're the ones up there partying because that was his big excuse on the news, if you remember. But, well, yep. the kids are running around partying too much. Well, what the hell's that got to do with me? You control them. I mean, really, give me a break. You got in, in, high school kids. You shouldn't have sent the kids back to school to begin with. Everybody knew this was going to happen. It's happening across the country. We, we said it. I've said it for months. You send those kids back into classrooms, this is going to get ugly. And sure enough, here we are, because politicians don't know nothing. 
They know nothing. I, I, they're supposed to be educated. They don't know nothing. Common sense. Let, as soon as you get elected to an office, common sense leaves your brain. Boom, done. You don't have any more. Right. And, and, and everybody was saying it. They're in competition with other governors and other mayors to show everyone they're in control. By the way, you know the solution to the whole problem. You could bang the place out, fill it, if you just put a Black Lives Matter sign in the window and maybe a Biden. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just call it a peaceful protest. You know that's the solution to all your problems, right? Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's a, it's a solution to all. You know, I mean, I don't understand this stuff. It's crazy. Uh, he's He just makes up – he's just making stuff up as he goes along. I don't understand it. I mean, so he, if he, he says, if he says, shut it, shut everyone down, you're going to say no. You're going to, you're going to keep that open sign, and you're going to be open for business. Absolutely, I will still do curbside. I will still do takeout. I'll be here. I, you know, put the put the handcuffs on. I'm ready to go, and I'll keep doing it every day. And, but if and, he wants to solve this problem, he what he should be doing is monitoring, monitoring. And I, I got to make this point here because I've been making it for a couple of weeks, and I don't think anybody really gets it. He should be monitoring supermarkets. He should be monitoring Walmart. He should be monitoring Target. I can walk in and out of those places freely as I want. Nobody counting me coming in and out. The places are packed. Packed. What? Because they're big corporations. You're afraid to fight them? Because they got enough lawyers to put your lights out? Is that why you're afraid? So you're going to come after the small businessman? That's what he's doing, ultimately. That, well, you know, that's the solution to all that. And his mind is... Uh, you know, uh, Chef Mike's Cucina can go under in the fours and all the gyms, but you can always work at an Amazon distribution center, Mike. There'll always be jobs there. You can go to Target. You can go to Home Depot. That's the new economy. Those places have thrived in the last nine months, and they're going to thrive uh, forever because all their small you know, business competition, you know, the small hardware store this you know the small grocery store is going to be gone and it's going to be nothing but the big corporations and every every movie theater is going to close and it's going to become an amazon distribution center that's the new world order and that's okay with a person like charlie baker or, or cuomo or whitmer they're they're fine with that agreed so what are we doing so what are we going to do about black friday is what i want to know Nobody <laughs> said anything about it right no one's talking about it except for amazon and Target, they're the only two, maybe Walmart too. They're the ones saying, well, well you know, we're going to do online ordering and all this stuff. Who's stopping the people from getting in line to pick up their curbside stuff? You know there's going to be thousands of people that do this traditionally. Right. They may not put it on the stores, but they'll still be on that sidewalk. Who's putting the mandates in to keep them apart? Are we going to put the National Guard at every one of them and say, hey, you're not six feet apart? No, he doesn't care. And if he did care about this over the grand scheme of all this stuff, Marty Walsh, and he wouldn't be issuing permits for people to go and protest together. When he put the mandate in, we wouldn't be celebrating Biden's win in the middle of downtown Boston getting together. On the news, you can see hundreds of people, thousands, half of them no masks. Like, what are we doing? If you're going to be in a group of people, I don't agree with groups of people. Get out of groups of people. Wear a mask, but you don't need to wear it in your house. What the hell is this out in your house stuff? You want to pay my mortgage too? Come pay my mortgage. I'll wear a mask. You wear, wear it in bed. Where did we go? Here's your, you brought up a great point, though. Thanksgiving, you got all these new rules. You can't have people from other households. You can't have more than 10 people over. In some states, it's six in, in Oregon. And we know the rules in California are insane. The governor there wants you to put your mask on between bites of your dinner. You can't, you can't go to high school football games. Those are all canceled. You can't have a road race canceled. 
but at midnight, you know, Walmart and Target are going to open and, uh, and people are going to, as always, go stampeding into these stores for the whole day on Black Friday. And it's going to be comical. Like you're not allowed to have some of you know, your, your, your cousins or uncles are over for dinner, but you can all go, you know, the hundreds of you can go to the store at the same time and, and, and shop and, and, and breathe all over each other. And they'll say nothing. They'll do nothing. It's, it's the, the double standard or the arbitrariness of it is what drives me nuts. And I don't have 300 grand wrapped up in it like you do. What about your uh, fellow restaurateurs? You started a Facebook group and uh, you got a few. I mean, everyone feels the way you do. Every restaurateur. But not many are ready to do as be as be as defiant and do what you plan on doing. If they shut you down, are there going to be others like you who say screw that and stay open? I believe so. I've been talking to a few of my friends. They're just like you know, look at we got families to support. And to be honest with you, our restaurants—they really are our children. I mean, these businesses are our children. They're just an extension of our family. I mean, we don't do this just for the fun of it. And we do this because you know it's our lives. It's our what we do. It's how we support each other. The the government doesn't get that. They think this is a game that we can just yeah. It's all right. You lose your business. You go do bankruptcy. Ten years from now, right. you can be all settled. Yeah. Okay. It's that easy. Well, that's it's that easy when you got a couple three million sitting in a bank account and you don't have to worry about it. I mean, it's it's disgusting. And as far as the governor of California, someone ought to tell this guy there's a camera in every room. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna really you're gonna mandate people to eat with with a mask on and between bites. Maybe you should have thought of that when you were out eating dinner the other night, and they got a picture of you and your friends sitting at a table at a restaurant with no masks on. You son of a bitch! Yeah. At the All French right? Laundry, which is uh, four hundred dollars yeah. a plate. Uh, why didn't yeah. you? Why did you think of that name, French Laundry? You call it the Italian Laundry. That'd be pretty catchy. You know, I got. It's funny. The name. Everyone thinks I named this place after myself. I didn't. I named it after my uncle. It really did. Uh, he's my chef, and they, 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 I named it after him. But people are like, oh, Chef Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I'm an egomaniac like that. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> uh, I've experienced this myself. Has Facebook come after you? Because they don't like people stepping out of line, especially as a group, as a movement. Yeah. Uh, have you been flagged by Facebook for uh, daring to defy the government? Well, they're making me, they, what they're making me do with the group is uh, put uh, – approve everyone's posts now and they keep extending the date out first it was january 1 then it was january 10th the 17th the 29th and it goes on and on they keep pushing the data that i have to approve posts well if i'm going to approve posts i'm going to approve everything of course i'm going to approve everything well, well don't give me that kind of power i mean if you if, <laughs> i'm going to the page is there for a reason people people want to voice their opinions and if facebook who I, Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine jokes, all of them, all jokes. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. This, this it's, is like, it's, it's frightening. They're, in, they're, they're all on team lockdown too. It's frightening. Yeah. And I mean, is it, is this freaking Beijing? I mean, really feels like it sometimes it, it honest to God does. And you got the meat, you got everybody against you. Honest to God, Mike, you got big tech, you have, uh, you know, the, the government, the local government, the soon to be the federal government, I hope the police in, you know, whether local state police, I hope they defy these orders. If the governors start telling them, you know, to go and check and see how big the groups are in people's houses or see people are defying in Pennsylvania, they're demanding people wear masks at home. How are they going to enforce that? Are they going to go door to door? 
or look yeah. in the windows like like they do in New York. Cuomo has people looking in the windows to make sure people are following his orders and not having big groups over for dinner, particularly Jewish groups. Yeah. Cuomo hates well, those. Cuomo, Cuomo and his brother are mentally irregular. The two of them. I mean, they should. They they really. The two of them should slap each other across the lips. And, and they, they, neither of them follows their own rules. Yeah, they, they, you, they don't wear masks. Spy on people. We're spying on people now. You're yes. going to make the public do your bidding because you don't want. You know, it makes no sense. As far as like groups go and all that stuff, we we're fine with the, with the, with the Facebook groups if they just let go of the mandates. And I know that they have the Facebook doing whatever you know Congress wants them to do to spy or do whatever they think they're doing. And I don't know how the hell you control an election through Facebook. I'd love to know how that happens because they swayed my vote big time. Well, not really. Uh, um, so <laughs> I, I'm looking for. I am looking for. I'm with you. I think more more measures are coming. I don't know if it's a complete lockdown, but they are not. They do not have any sympathy for you. They don't care that your life savings is on the line here. I'm looking forward to you defying the orders from uh, our dictators, uh, particularly uh, Charlie Longshanks, our governor in, in Massachusetts. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, we'll be watching. Mike will be rooting for you. That's for sure. Anybody in the area wants a wants a good good meal. What's the specialty at Chef Mike's Cucina? Everything. It's all edible. Yeah. <laughs> it's all edible. Go get some get some pasta, Big Mike's Cucina, and you know if the governor shuts them down, get a uh, get a gift certificate or get takeout. Yeah. Man, we got to support people like you. I I wish you luck, Mike Fucci at of, of Big Mike's. I should call it Big Mike's Cucina. Yeah, we could have done that one too, but my uncle didn't like that that name very much, so I didn't do it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, good luck, name. Mike. I, I'm afraid you're going to need it, pal. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. I just want to say one more thing before we go. Sure. If we talk about local government. We talk about the local, local, like in Needham. I'm going to say this. You touched on it with the police. They've been nothing but fantastic, the local government, and as well as the Needham Board of Health. People like that, they've been fantastic through this whole thing. They have been nothing but helpful. And I got to tell you, I'm shocked at that a little bit, but they've been phenomenal. It's, I don't even think they agree with the governor. I really don't. So, I mean, they've been fantastic for us. So, I mean, you check in with your local board of health and, you know, say hi and see if we'll see what they're doing for you. So, all right. Well, again, good luck. We wish you the best. Uh, and uh, I'm afraid you're going to need it. I don't envy you right now, my friend. You are. You're not. You're you're taking on some big, powerful forces, and uh, they don't care. They don't care about you at all. So, all right. Th uh, thanks, Mike. And uh, again, good luck with it all. It's uh, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazier. I think uh, Mike uh, Fucci uh, and and everyone like him, all restaurateurs, small businessmen. I, I've talked to a few. They think it's going to get worse before it gets better because every time there's. Uh, you know, a spike or, you know, a little blip. Uh, these governors say, what else can we do to make life difficult for small business, for work, people who work? And every single one of the people making these decisions, whether it's a governor, a public health, a board of health, a mayor, hasn't missed a paycheck. Not one of them has missed a paycheck. They don't miss their, their pension just gets bigger. They're all they're all at heart. They're all Dr. Fauci. I mean, Dr. Fauci doesn't miss a thing. In fact, he gets more famous by the day. Uh, and he doesn't feel the pinch. He doesn't feel the pain at all. Charlie Baker doesn't feel the pain. He puts his mask on for five minutes a day when he does a press conference, takes it off. That's it. Other than that, he's good. The check, direct deposit right into his account. The pension grows. The benefits are there. 
doesn't feel the pain at all. I was I was looking for someone like Mike Fucci because I know lots of people like him. Uh, not many are are willing to speak out like he is. But he said he's got three hundred grand wrapped up, three hundred thousand wrapped up, his life savings and then some. And at any minute, you know, it could be over for him. I mean, there 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 are more there are mortgages to pay, there are bills to pay, there are people, employees to pay. And I say this every day, and I'll continue to say it. It is scary when you walk around the city and just see half the restaurants gone. I mean, some are you know, the lights are out and the signs are on. They're hoping to return, but. They, it, it, you know, the clock is ticking any minute. It could be that moment where their, their lawyer says, you got to go, you got to go bankruptcy. You got to go to bankruptcy court and, and hope for the best. Uh, and that restaurant, that bar, that's, that's not coming back. It's just not coming back. And I, I've seen lots of press conferences from lots of governors and rarely, if ever, do you hear them say anything about these poor bastards who've invested everything, invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in their, their dream, their, 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 their business. And, you know, they can, I guess they can go work at Amazon or go work at Target tomorrow, but that restaurant will be gone and it won't be coming back. And everybody's going to be, you know, eating at Applebee's. Uh, Although last time I said that, I got a bunch of uh, uh, tweets telling me Applebee's is struggling to survive too. Uh, Interestingly, and, uh, in Massachusetts the other day, a uh, couple of 99s said they were going under, which is remarkable. It's a local institution, and there's lots of them, and hopefully, it, God, it better survive. I don't know what we'd do without it, but uh, lots of chain restaurants are struggling or going under. And it and, and these are people who know how to follow the rules. They know how to socially distance. They know how to you know, wear their masks, their gloves, use disposable utensils, whatever it takes to survive. And they just keep making it harder and harder and harder. And I I don't see any turning back. I think governors like Baker, governors like, like Wolf and Murphy and Cuomo and Whitmer, there's going to be more spikes, you know, more cases, not more deaths necessarily, but more, you know, some more hospitalizations. And they're going to say, what can we do now? We've already seen uh, them close schools, which is nuts, which is doesn't make any sense at all. We've seen them demand you wear masks, even though we recent studies questions the effectiveness of masks. Now you got to wear masks indoors and out, everywhere you go, in your own home, which is so bizarre. I don't, I don't even know how that works. In your own home in Pennsylvania, with your own family, you're supposed to wear masks. The Pittsburgh Steelers are supposed to wear masks at their home games, and I assume anyone else, any college team that's playing Pitt, Penn State, they're going to have to wear masks. Uh, and unfortunately, there's no end to it. There's no end to it. Nobody's given up on this this new author- authoritarian state we're living in. So it's going to get Mike worse before it gets better. Mike was pretty fair, though. Like, he'll play by the rules. He just wants a shot. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, he's not shitting on, shitting on anybody for wearing masks or anything like that. He's just saying, you're not even letting us try to make this work. That's what yeah, I think, you know, and he knows for him, it's personal. He feels like the governor's just screwing him. But uh, I mean, he's such a, he's a perfect example of what we've been talking about for months. A guy who's got 300 grand wrapped up in this, who's, you know, that's what he does. He's a restaurant guy. He's a chef. He's a cook. He's that's, that's his life. And any minute now it, it could be over. It's been over for, and he's way off on the number of restaurants. I think it's more like 5,000. He said 2,500. I think it's closer to 5,000 that have have closed their doors for good because many of them 
And you see it if you're walking around the city. Their lights are out. Their doors are closed. They haven't yet declared bankruptcy, but they're going to. It's gonna, The number's going to be staggering. And when it's over, and we've talked about this, like it, it feel, in the 70s, it, it, there was this feeling that you know these neighborhoods were, were, were going and they weren't coming back. They came back. But it feels like you're going to be looking at this, uh, you know, this uh, not ghost town, but certainly depressed uh, uh, city, many, many, many cities where, where the, half the restaurants are, the buildings are there, the, you know, the old signs are still up, but they're not open, you know, they're gone. And that's the, the feeling you get if, if it goes much longer. I don't see how, I don't see how any restaurant can survive if it goes much longer. I guess we so were, we were saying that like what, three months ago, we were saying that it's a, and friggin' uh, to the people that are still hanging in there, like Jesus, they're in the fight of their lives, you know? Yeah. And they're losing, I mean, they're losing money and they're, you know, their, their hopes and dreams are, are going fast. And I think it's going to get, it's going to get worse because you don't see anybody, at least not in these blue states, who cares about them, who, who is concerned about them. They're, they're not a priority. Unfortunately for for Chef Mike and people like him, they're not a priority. So I feel bad for them, but I feel like it's going to get worse. But anyway, we appreciate uh, Chef Mike Fucci joining us and telling us his story. We wish him luck. Man, that's going to be fun to watch if he uh, if Governor Baker shuts them down. And he defies them and says, I ain't shutting down because I know <clears throat> they're not going to just take that. They're going to send in the authorities and close them down like they did with that gym in New Jersey. They're going to send in the cops or the Board of Health or somebody, and they're going to close them down, which will get wild because the public will be on Mike's side, but the, the governor won't. He won't give a damn. But we will see. We will keep an eye on it. And we, uh, again, wish him luck. Uh, and again, thanks for joining us. Uh, Big Mike. Big Mike from Big Mike's Cucina. Um, check it out if you're in the area. Stop in. That's a bust. All right. This is a special uh, weekend edition of the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. We'll talk to you again Monday morning. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.